Welcome to another episode of our virtual podcast. Today we welcome Sam Huber, a French serial entrepreneur and a believer of immersive technologies like VR and AR. Welcome, Sam. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Um, so you're a big believer of VR and AR and you believe that VR will change or transform every aspect of our world. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Sure, yeah. Um, definitely a big believer in spatial computing as the next platform. After all, you know, the web, mobile, uh, what is next, what is coming next? And I believe that spatial computing is, is the answer to that. And uh, the main reason is actually pretty simple, is that we live in a world that is in three dimension around us. Um, and yet, for some reason, until now, all the information that we create, that we share, um, that we um, you know, work on with other people is always projected on a two-dimensional screen, whether it's a TV or the laptop. Uh, this hasn't changed. We are losing one dimension when we are sharing that information. And for the very first time, spatial computing is going to enable us to actually create, share, and deploy experiences just like they are in the real world in three dimensions. And so I think this is really the next frontier and really the last, I like to call it almost the last screen because after that, when you can visualize digital content as if it was real, this is pretty much as far as you can go. Um, yeah. And so I really uh, believe that this is going to be the next, you know, the next decade. The next interface, actually. Absolutely, yeah. Next interface, next computing platform. Um, we're going to move away from screen. We're going to remove this extra um, hurdle that separates us from being able to consume content as it should be. And do you see that only happen in a workplace or also, um, yeah, on the street? I think it will happen everywhere. Um Though I don't mean that this will going to replace our existing devices, right? Uh, if you look at, you know, people say our oh, radio is dead and the TV is dead, it's still there. It's just growing slower than the next, the mobile, for example. So I believe that right now mobile is the most advanced device. We're spending most of our time there, not all our time. And this will evolve to become XR. So the ultimate way to consume content will be XR. Uh, but we will still have mobile, we will still have iPads because... Not everything is adapted to 3D. If you want to read a book, you're not going to do it in VR. Like this just doesn't make sense. So we will have just extra choices to consume content that makes the most sense for us. Okay. Um, and when will be the tipping point, you think? Well, the moment a, that we're all waiting for? <laughs> yeah, that's a billion dollar question. I mean, I think this year we've seen uh, uh, the very beginning of an inflection point with the Oculus Quest uh, that has been doing well, you know, selling out. Um, over, already overselling other VR devices. And I think this is going to continue um, over the next year. So I believe that the Quest, as far as VR is concerned, is going to be remembered as the iPhone of spatial computing, right? Okay. The iPhone was not the first smartphone. No, but no, if no. you ask anyone now, they kind of, we kind of forgot about what it was before because they were prototypes, they were not really user-friendly. Um, and the iPhone was the first device that really had everything okay. and launched this new era. And I think the Quest for VR is going to be that. And I think that AR on smartphone is going to be a great catalyst for um, headset-based AR. Okay. Um, today you are working as a founder and CEO of Admix. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about the mission vision of Admix, um, how you came up with this idea? Mm -hmm. So my previous company was um, a game. I was running a game studio. Uh, we had a very small team, about six people, and uh, we were working on different projects for ourselves or for brands. Um, but our goal was really building our own IP, our own games. And so we had a lot of failed um, games, and we had a couple of them that succeeded. One of them was featured in CES in 2015. We eventually sold it. So we were able to get quite successful only with a very small team. 
And the main reason for this is because we could rely on infrastructure uh, or tools such as monetization tools, um, you know, user acquisition tools or analytics tools. We didn't have to build those. We could focus on building our game, our content, and just kind of plug and play um, all these tools. And when I tried to build our first VR experience pivoting from mobile, I realized that that infrastructure was not available. There were no real good tools for to monetize virtual reality. Um, you can use mobile ad networks, but we know that the experience is terrible. It's very intrusive. Mm, it's just not adapted to the world in 3D. Um, and the same with acquiring users. How do you go about buying users for your app? If you want to, if you have a marketing budget, you can't. So um, AdMix was really um, there to empower developers to be able to scale killer applications, as we say it. So the first layer of infrastructure, it's the Unity, the Unreal. It's actually quite easy to create those applications, but to turn this project into a big business, now what we need is users, of course, but assuming that the market is growing, we are going to need tools to le leverage this um, and be able to scale applications. So that's what AdMix aims to be. And our first project is through um, non-intrusive advertising. Hmm, okay, so is it like the... The next generation of bannering ads then, but in VR. Yeah. So um, again, you know, when I was running this game studio, uh, we used uh, 17 different ad SDK from Google AdMob to Unity ads. And uh, some of them were working okay. We were making good revenue, but it was always affecting the retention because it just creates a bad experience. So we wanted to bring a better advertising model for VR and AR where intrusion is going to be even less tolerated because when you're fully immersed in an experience, the last thing you want is to have a pop-up or an, uh, something that reminds you that this is not real. But, but, but is it possible, for example, if you are in an experience and you see a banner ad from, for example, Volvo or something like that, can you click on it and... Are you completely immersed in a commercial of Volvo? Is, it, is that how it works? Or? Right. So there's different models. The idea is that the brands can be really part of the experience and really bring advertising into the creative process. So through our SDK, the creators can tag areas of the content. Say, I want to put a banner on this wall, or I want to put a video playing on this TV, or I want to put a, a can of Coke playing on this table. And then it's up to the advertiser to fill those spaces with either a simple banner that is just a static uh, image, or even a 3D micro experience, kind of like what you said, where you can actually interact with this can of Coke or interact with this Volvo car that is in the street. And so our long-term vision is that um, brands will be seamlessly part of the experience in a way that doesn't intrude or interrupt, but instead contribute to the storyline. Okay, so that's actually very interesting because on the one hand, you let creators uh, make money with their experiences through advertising, but on the other side, you also facilitate the creation of new experiences because the, the, the brands who want to advertise in the games, yes. they also need an experience. Absolutely. And the brands more and more realize that, you know, a lot of brands kind of jump onto VR because it was cool and it was new. But now they are starting to see that there is actually a very much more fundamental reason why they need to be part of this and to a broader extent to be part of you know, 3D worlds. And that reason is because they are struggling to reach their audience in traditional media. Um, millennials, younger generations spend less and less time on Facebook, for example, uh, and they spend more and more time immersed in 3D content, whether it's games, whether it's esports, playing with AR filters, using VR. And so brands realize that this is the trend, this is where people are going, and they need a way to reach their audience. And historically, you know, as a, as a $500 billion 
industry, uh, the advertising industry has always found ways to eventually reach the audience. But now they're starting to realize that traditional advertising doesn't work. And what works is more this kind of experiential marketing where you can take the users on a journey. It's not hard sale. It's about telling them what the brand is, what it could do for them. And then eventually, of course, these users start to remember that they had a nice experience. So that when they need a product, they think about that brand first. So what we're trying to do um, is trying to create and facilitate this kind of relationship in the new worlds of tomorrow. Um, and at the same time, creating a better experience for the game publishers. They make more money for the advertisers, of course, but more importantly for the users, right? Our solution is really user-centric. We do not want bad advertising. Um, you know, this has ruined the mobile world, so to speak. And we want to make sure that what happens in VR and in AR is going to be different. Um, and this is why we're building Admix. Okay, and is Admix only applicable in uh, computer-generated worlds or also in 360 video, for example? Uh, predominantly, it's for, it's for um, computer-generated worlds, but we actually released a, a case study the other day um, working in 360 as well. So you are able to kind of stitch, you know, advertisement on top of your, on top of your experience. Yes. Nice, nice. That's, a, that's actually a very good idea. Yeah, so we work, with, um, we work fully programmatically, so it means that we do not connect directly with each brand separately, but we work with um, large advertising networks. And so we have about 2,000 brands buying from us on a monthly basis already. And we can see that it's not just the gaming brands, it's not just brands that have a specific interest in eSport or VR, AR, it's everyone because they're not... They do, they're not romantic about the channel. They want to reach their audience. And it turns out that we have the audience. And anyone that has actually is creating VR application, AR applications, they have a very valuable audience of probably people that are technologically savvy, that are fairly young. Um, and the brands want to reach these people. So, you know, basically, as the market grows, all these creators are going to be sitting on a gold mine of a, a large, fairly large audience. And brands today have very, very limited solution to actually reach these guys in a valuable way. And that's what Admix aims to provide. So actually, if I understand it very well, then you're um, more or less eliminating the advertising world, so the agencies, because you set the creators directly in touch with the... So the, the agencies... Um, can still be, you know, holding the budget on behalf yeah. of the brand. And so they would, they might still have to uh, say, yes, we are willing to reach that audience. So we're not, we're not cutting down the agencies, no. um, but we are proposing them a new way to reach a new audience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, how big of an opportunity is uh, like Second Life and um, Horizon that Facebook launched? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, um, traditionally these platforms have been, just trying to build their user base and not necessarily monetizing immediately, especially the Facebook platform. Mm -hmm. But we believe that this kind of virtual worlds, which effectively are a 3D version of a website, if you can think about it, you know, people hang out there, they share passion, they want to learn about things or communicate with their friends. This is going to be amazing places to, for brands to be a part of and very, very contextual as well. You know, you might have a, a beer brand sponsoring the bar within this environment. And then there might be another area where sports people discuss the latest football results and you can have a different brand there. So brands will be able to contextually pick where they want to be and uh, because of that, reach the audience that really matters to them. Right, interesting. So um, you already raised uh, more than 2 million uh, yes. in seed funding with Admix. Yes. Um, what's on the roadmap? What's next? 
Uh, yeah, so we raised that uh, about a year ago, actually. Okay. So we are going to go very soon for next next round of funding. Okay. Um, so over the past year, we have just really grown our solution. We have now close to 150 publishers using our SDK. Uh, we also grew tremendously on the advertiser side, connecting to more and more potential advertisers. Um, and so the next part of the roadmap is to continue to, to grow, mostly through our community. So, you know, we've um, uh, worked with our own Facebook group called VR AR Pioneers, which has about 10,000 members. And we are really trying to give them a lot of resources, help them to grow their their um, their projects or their companies uh, through VR Focus as well, our own community. So we are aiming to grow that to access more creators and really figure out where are the next big um Big project coming from where yeah, are so the creators? Because you, with the with the money from the first round, you acquired VR Focus. Yes, so VR Focus. Was where does that fit in the strategy? So our goal is um, we are a tool for creators, right? We want to help creators scale successful applications, and so um, a lot of creators get featured on VR Focus. A lot of creators want to be featured on VR Focus or uh, read VR Focus. So for us, it was really a way in the community. Um, and, you know, a great also credibility for us to be associated with this brand. So um, VR Focus operates completely independently from Admix. But of course, you know, we um, we are able to basically get in touch with creators this way and provide value to them, um, which helps them scale as well. Yeah. Um, in which um, continent or country do you see the biggest uptake at the moment from your product? Yeah, so... Um, in terms of developers, creators, it's really spread pretty much across the world. We have developers from Indonesia to India to the US to Europe. Um, in terms of brands, the, the US, of course, is really where a lot of the innovation is starting to happen. Um, but we're starting to get a lot of traction in Asia as well, from you know Korea, Japan, and, and even China. And we believe that this is really going to be the big, big, big market because yeah. they're the developers are really building content to to make money. There's maybe less kind of art, you know, involved in it. Um, so when you talk about a monetization solution, it just makes perfect sense. They're already looking for it. Um, so we had a lot of success there. And how do you facilitate the, um, the, 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 the collaboration or the contact between the game developers and the brands? Is there like an advertising platform where content creators can say like, hey, that's, that's some kind of advertising that I want in my experience and I don't want that kind of advertising? Yeah, yeah. So it starts on the SDK level where they create these areas, they tag, um, you know, a banner on the, on, the, on a billboard or a video playing in the, in the corner of a restaurant or something in, in the virtual reality world. Um, and then from a web platform, they can uh, kind of filter the type of advertisers they want. Um, so not to the brand level, um, but to the category level saying, this is a game that is a racing game. So I want ads to be about automotive, for example. And then when we put this inventory to sell, um, we are trying to sell it in priority to those brands. And we do that by putting it live on the open market through these ad exchanges, which have exposure to thousands and thousands of buyers. So generally we have, you know, pretty good, what we call fill rates, which is the amount of time we are able to sell um, the placement. Okay, so um, and imagine if an agency or, or a studio already did like a brand experience for uh, an energy drink, for example, could they also reach out to you and say like, hey, we have, uh, we have an experience about uh, an energy drink. If somebody who is making a racing or creating a racing game wants to have an energy drink, they can 
use our experience? Does it work in that way as well? So this will, this will work like this in the future where we will be able to integrate more complicated experience within games. Um, at the moment, the, the, the ads themselves, the assets are either static banners or videos or 3D objects, but not full experiences yet. So that's part of our roadmap. You asked about the roadmap earlier. Yeah. Um, it's about bringing more experiential um, type of advertisements. You know, the banners, the billboards, this is how we are getting started because advertisers already have those assets, but this is not our vision. Our vision is to have a world where just like if you look through the window in a real world, you have brands, you have restaurants, you have cars, all of those are brands, you know, uh, but they don't stick out as big, being intrusive advertising. Instead, they are elements of your environment. And we think that the future of advertising is about creating those experiences in a virtual world. And in terms of storytelling, then how do you prevent that people are in a story, got distracted by a brand, click on the advertising? And then they are in the advertising world or in the advertising experience. How do you take them back to the original story and make sure that the yeah the, the story uh, will be told? Yeah, sure. So um, this type of ads where it takes you somewhere else, actually, when we piloted it, trialed it, uh, the reception from the publishers was not very good because of the reasons you mentioned. It's too risky that that will interrupt the experience, and it's very annoying for a user if you are in a game where you don't know you sh- you know shooting people or driving and you click and you all of a sudden it stops. That's terrible. So instead, it's not really about driving people somewhere else, but it's just the brand being part of that environment in a way that makes sense. Um, and for that reason, you're really able to use you know elements of the gameplay um, and brand them, for example, um, without having to take users somewhere else, but the brand impression is still there. So it's really more about creating that top funnel awareness about the brand rather than trying to convert them immediately or push them into a different environment. And then you can retarget those users on mobile or on your, on your, um, on social or any other devices for them to convert. We don't think that VR, AR is going to be the place where you end up making the purchase, but it will definitely be the place where you have the first experience about the brand, this kind of eye-opening wow moment with the brand. And then we can use all the 2D screens to eventually drive the purchase. Hmm. Okay. Sam, I would like to thank you for this conversation. I uh, wish you all the best with, uh, with the future of Atmix. Thank you very much. 